Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast today. Hope for Today is the name of the podcast where we study God's Word. That is where we find hope. Um, And so we will be in Ephesians chapter number four. We're going to look at verse number 28. And then the next podcast, uh, we'll cover the last couple of verses of chapter four, where it talks about speaking and grieving the Holy Spirit. I hope you're having a great day today. Here in Toronto, we have finally gotten into official fall weather. It is quite chilly outside, uh, and many trees have the beautiful fall colors, but you're wearing an insulated jacket as well as a rain jacket. So uh, it, uh, it's, it's getting into, the, into the, real, the real deal weather. Okay, guys, we'll go ahead and jump right in. Uh, let's read the verse. And then we will explain and have some application. Okay? It says in Ephesians 4 and verse number 28, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Interesting. We know that uh, what we've covered so far in chapter 4 talks about the local church, and then it talks about the new birth, right? Where we're new creatures in Christ. And in the last couple of verses here, uh, it begins to detail uh, someone's life who is living according to the new birth. So we know that this is not something that we're meant to do by ourselves. Uh, This is something that should be taught in the church. This is something that should be exemplified in the church. This is something where uh, people will see that example and encouragement in the church, uh, regardless of of what we're seeing. And so before we get into exactly this particular topic, you are not meant or designed to... Live the Christian life by yourself on your own. You're meant to, to do this within the context of the church. It's, a, it's meant to be a group effort, okay? Um, you're not meant to do it within the power of your own character or within the power of your own uh, upbringing or in your own flesh. You're meant to do this in the power of the Spirit. So regardless of your background, you can do this uh, verse, which is working and not stealing. Theft is a common practice in the world, dishonest gain. Occasionally, there will be news stories that come out where someone got caught embezzling money or uh, cheating investors or, uh, you know, a product is discovered to uh, not be as advertised right? Uh, Perhaps something is meant to be um, incredibly incredibly good for the environment. And then come to find out later, uh, corners were cut and it was false advertising. When it comes to Christianity, the verse simply says, let him that stole steal no more. All right. So if someone in the Ephesian church or in the town of Ephesus, they've trusted Christ as their savior if in the past they, uh, it was common for them to steal uh, or to 
um, come by something by dishonest gain, right? Uh, the Bible teaches that the new birth, the new birth, the Holy Spirit inside of us, and through the example and teaching of the local church, uh, that we should not make theft common in our Christian life. The change Christ makes in a life is that they be honest in their gain, not by stealing from someone else. We're to get gain through honest labor. It says, let him that stole steal no more. So it's simply saying, God says, stop. Okay. God says that uh, if you're a Christian, then we should not be stealing. We should not be taking something which is not ours. But then it says, but rather, isn't it interesting in scripture that it never just says, stop doing this. It always has the rather. Uh, Many times people come to me, Pastor Corey, I'm really struggling with this behavior, that behavior, you know, uh, doing this from my old life or listening to this from my old life or having these feelings from my old life. Scripture says, look, you're part of a new group now. That group is the church. Uh, You have a new nature inside of you. Stop doing this and not just stop, but rather. So it's a redirect. It's meant to be uh, that you put your efforts into pursuing this other path instead of doing things the old way. So it says, but rather let him labor. Okay. Uh, Our labor should be in good things, in honest things. It says, working with his hands, the things, the thing, which is good. Our labor should be in good things, good labor, working in things which do not injure others. We can see that labor is something that is promoted in scripture. Uh, Adam, Adam and Eve, where Adam was a gardener from the very beginning. It says in Genesis 2.15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. This is before sin entered into the world. God knew that we needed something to do, something constructive. Uh, and he, uh, he has created us to work. Now, oftentimes people um, can really struggle with their emotions and struggle with their feelings if they're not employed, if they're not doing something, if they're not, if they don't have a skill or if they don't uh, do something that they could do. Even Jesus came, yes, to die for our sin, but up until that point, he didn't just wait for that moment to start his ministry. He uh, learned carpentry. He was known as the carpenter, the carpenter's son. Um, Paul, the apostle Paul, knew tent making, and he often would uh, go to a new town. Uh, and when he was, uh, when he needed financial support, he would labor and he would work in making tents. Other times he would accept the generosity and the support from others. Um, and so we can kind of see that there was um, a duality there. Uh, and of course, not to get into that topic, but it is biblical for a church to support their pastor. But obviously, Paul was a missionary. He was a church planner. And uh, he was going in places where um, oftentimes he didn't have support, but he did have a skill. And so he supported himself in that way. We can see in the Old Testament, David was a shepherd and so on and so forth. There is nobility in knowing a skill or craft by which you can support yourself. Uh, We must not think that somehow that we are uh, too good to work, right? 
Labor is a part of a healthy lifestyle. God created us to be industrious even before sin entered into the world. And so we can even see where in the new birth, in some ways, God is trying to, through the power of the resurrection, through the power of our new birth, trying to kind of redirect us back to the to the days of the Garden of Eden, where we have fellowship with God, but we also have something to do, okay? Uh, for, for us not to have something to do uh, is not good for us. Honest labor is indicative of the changed life, is an indication of Christianity. Dishonesty and stealing is, is an indication of the old man, of the unsaved, unregenerate person. Romans 12 and 11 says, Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Commentator Albert Barnes says, No man who is able to support himself has a right to depend on others. And so that leads us to the last couple of comments before we close out today. We must teach our kids to work. Um, Chores should begin early in life. Uh, People have mistaken this mindset that by teaching your kids to participate in house chores, that you are stealing their childhood. But actually, the opposite is true. You're teaching them character. You're teaching them uh, to work and to participate. And we are not teaching them that they are privileged and that others are responsible to make them happy and provide for their needs. Even from a very young age, the kids can help do simple things. Take your plate to the kitchen when you're done eating. Um, Help take out the trash or go put this in the garbage for mommy or daddy. And as they get older, the chores become more appropriate. It's not that where the parents sit back on the sofa and the kids do all the work, but it is an act of participation. I've heard it said this way before, teaching your kids. No one lives here for free. Everybody has to participate and work out. I heard a quote from a sermon and I wrote it in the uh, corner of my Bible and I don't know what the original source is, but it says this, he who does not teach his son to work teaches his son to be a thief. Parents who do not teach their kids to help out do them a disservice. This is character training. Uh, it it's, it's not uh, oftentimes today, it just seems like the only thing is expected out of kids is education and entertainment. If you're doing good in school, then you can binge on entertainment. But God teaches us that we should work, that we should, uh, and we should teach our kids to work. In the Old Testament, in the Law of Moses, they would talk about how, you know, when you're with your children out in the fields and when you're when you're going through and doing the work in the field, then teach your kids the law of God. It's such a great opportunity to teach your kids lessons. Is it an interest, those of us who have secular jobs or you have a secular job, how well you get to know people that you work with, right? Because you see them every day. You have eight hours or longer that you're spending with them and you talk and you chat and you discuss things. And yet we oftentimes don't take that opportunity when it comes to teaching our children and training our children. It's not just sending them to a Sunday school class, even though that's incredibly important, but it's also me as a parent taking the time to show them how to do a chore, ensuring that I check up on them and making sure they're doing it right, building that character, building that trustworthiness in their, in their, in their life and in their character, and also showing them the example 
that work is not a bad thing, that you can be joyful in doing work. And sometimes it's just a, a matter of character. It just needs to be done. Let's hurry up and get this over with so that we can then go out and do something fun. It's an opportunity to spend time with your kids. Uh, and then here's how this verse closes. I'll start from the beginning. Verse 28, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. So the example before is you're taking away from somebody. It's not rightfully yours. You haven't earned it. So then it says, earn it, use your own labor and do it in a good way, an honest way, in a way that in a path of of uh, of, of working that does not or in a career choice that does not hurt other people, what's the reason? To be successful so that you can enjoy a luxurious life? No, so that you can have to give to him that needeth. Isn't that an interesting, isn't that an interesting concept? Why does God want us to work? For many reasons, but not only for the support of yourself and for your family to provide for your needs, but so that you may be able to give to him that needeth. We are to be givers and not takers. Success for the Christian is for the purpose and for the opportunity to help others who really do need our help, not simply for the sake of becoming successful or becoming rich. Acts 20 and verse 35 says this, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the mindset of the Christian who is living in the spirit according to the new man, not according to the flesh or to the old man. The spirit of the world does not think like this. We as Christians are to be the example. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I pray that you have a great day. Remember, hope for today means we have hope in God, and that hope comes from the scriptures. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful week.